0: Hello and thanks for joining the Granger podcast at Granger.com. Granger Construction, advance the art of building. I'm Mark Bayshore. Many know Granger is a thriving construction firm with hundreds of building and design successes across the Midwest dating back to 1959. Alongside all this activity, the company also offers a unique and important service to school districts, specifically assistance passing important bond issues. When a K-12 school district decides that their facilities need critical improvements, which in many instances might cost from 10 million to over $100 million, they must first demonstrate the need and benefits of those improvements. The district's long-term ability to pay back their loan and most important of all, gain the support of local taxpayers by placing your proposal on a ballot for voters to approve or disapprove. Pre-planning to voting day usually takes a school district over a year to accomplish. Since 1985, Granger's worked with over 100 districts on such efforts. Now with me today are two experts in successfully passing K-12 school bonds. Ed Gillespie with Lansing, Michigan-based Granger Construction and Mark Rose Crans. Superintendent of Charlotte Public Schools, also here in Michigan. They are here to share their insights on what it takes to pass school bond elections, expertise they've gained by actually being in the arena. Ed and Mark, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: First of all, Ed, Granger's a construction company. How did it get into the business of, of helping school districts pass school bonds?
2: Well, we realized that Granger realized long ago, <clears throat> mid-80s, that if schools schools weren't able to pass bonds, then we wouldn't have a job. So we formed a communications department, and we brought in writers and artists and everything, and we formed a communications department to help Granger with its internal and external communication needs. And then we decided uh, somewhere in the, in, in the mid-'80s to offer it to school districts because they, they had a lot of communication to do and didn't have a lot of the resources that we mm-hmm. had, and we became pretty good at it. And we've done a lot. Uh, I, I often tell people... We didn't read all kinds of books to get really smart on how to pass school bonds. We, we learned by making mistakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the years, we've uh, done very well in helping a lot of people pass, and we work with the school district and with the Citizens Committee. How many of these has Granger been involved in? Oh, I'm going to say Granger's done probably uh, 100, and personally, I've been involved in about 47 of these.
0: Mark Rosecrans, you worked with Granger on a number of these uh, such projects. What exactly does the company provide?
1: Yeah, we uh, have worked with Granger on three different occasions from 1999, 2002, and 2010. Our school district, uh, with those three proposals, passed about $90 million worth of improvements. And Granger specifically brings experience, expertise, resources staffing and strategy to the school district because like Ed just mentioned they've worked with over 100 school districts across the state so their success rate on that is is really what has drawn us to continue to work with them.
0: Ed Gillespie what's your overall track record?
2: Uh, we've won 80% of it, my track record. I didn't keep track of it before, you know, I joined Granger in 1999, but the track record of our communications department since 1999 is 80% passage. That hmm. adds up to about $1.5 billion in uh, new schoolwork for our company and, and wins for the community. An 800 batting average sounds pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad.
0: <laughs> Mark Rosenkrantz, from your experience, what's the average length, of a community-wide information campaign. How much time does a district need to invest in that?
1: Well, our experience is the more we plan up front, the better our communication and uh, partnering with our community is, um, I would say, a minimum of uh, three to six months. But we really target six to 12 months so that we can communicate with our internal and external stakeholders, uh, get any agreements in place with construction manager like uh, Granger or other professionals that we need to involved in in a bond proposal or construction project. So a minimum to six to twelve months.
2: What's the optimal in your opinion, Ed? Well, I like them to I like when when school districts start working that far out because it makes it easier for us the public already knows and they and they're going to meetings and they're beginning to attend and, and have dialogues about what the school district's going to do and the more planning that the school district does by the time we get involved and in, in our department as far as beginning passing we get involved about 4 months, 5 months before okay they act, I, before the actual election
1: i would just add to that you know one of our uh, strategic ways of approaching this is we conduct a facility audit where uh, we have Granger um, staff members come in and work hand in hand with our facility folks and go through every single building and look at all of the uh, building infrastructure components, whether it's architectural, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, the shell of the building, windows, doors, security features. All of that is done in advance, so we identify um, all of the aspects of the project up front, and um, then that allows Granger to actually take and put some cost estimates to those.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Ed Gillespie, how does Granger get hired in the first place to serve as a a district's (coughs) construction manager?
2: It's a competitive bid process, and uh, the district goes through that with both Mm -hmm. the architectural, the design people, Uh, And the construction people. And I think Mark's in the process of putting out one now for the one that he mentioned in August. You said August, November of
1: 2018? Yeah, November of 18. Okay,
2: so he's in the process of beginning to put those out now so that we can get engaged early. But it's a competitive process, which it has to be for the school school Mm -hmm. system. Talk to us about what kind of K-12 through bond issues are
0: passing these days, Mark.
1: Well, from my perspective, school districts are going to be most successful if they try to keep their millage rate the same and just extend out the years of the bond. But a lot of school districts, again, going back to the facility audit, are basing projects on needs, wants, or desires. And I really feel like for our district, it's honing in on the needs-based projects so that uh, we are really taking care of the infrastructure components that we know we need to for our community. But we also try to look towards the future and identify those projects that are going to set our district apart or to keep pace with other uh, area school districts. What do you think dooms a bond proposal? Are there red flags
0: that go up in, in these circumstances?
1: Well, I think the first thing is, is not having a good communication, uh, plan for getting the information out to your community. Uh, I would also say anytime you are increasing the millage rate, you know, nowadays it it is an economic question for, uh, residents and, and I would say some other things, are, are equally important. You know, you've got to have your board of education support what you're, after so that they can be uh, spokespersons for the projects as well. And then internal and external stakeholders are are what's going to get this thing to pass.
0: How is the scope of a bond proposal determined, Mark?
1: Yeah, I think it goes back to the facility audit and making sure that you're taking care of of all aspects of your facilities, um, you know, your buildings, your grounds, your site, uh, parking lot, entrances, exits, security, all of that is based upon that audit and, uh, identifying the dollars affiliated with those projects. And again, you know, that, uh, process unfolds over three to six to nine months because you can't afford everything. You have to make some decisions and you have to make some choices, but, You know, my approach has always been every 10 years or less, school districts need to look at uh, their facilities because technology changes, the delivery of curriculum, instruction, how you... enter and exit the buildings. Unfortunately, security provisions have taken on a higher uh, priority, not just in our district, but every district across the state and nation. So it's really a process of identifying your scope and then what's affordable and what's not.
0: Ed, you've made this all sound like a pretty logical, sensible process, but is there any magic to getting a school bond proposal passed?
2: Mark alluded to it. It's it's getting good information out there and explaining it. There's two different campaigns. If Let's call it campaign efforts. One is the district's campaign effort, and they can only promote information only. The district can't promote a yes vote. They can't take taxpayer dollars and use that to promote getting more dollars from the taxpayers. Their responsibility is just to get the information out, and that's why there's usually a citizens' committee that's formed. And the citizens' committee can promote yes, and they raise private funds, and everything that's done is done privately on their side. If they, if they want lawn signs, if they're going to go door to door, if they're going to create their own literature. When there's a really good balance with with the school district doing a really good job communicating to the community the facts, and then a citizens committee that's really active, uh, it's a very powerful combination. The goal is, and I tell people all the time, if it doesn't pass, then it's, then it's okay. It doesn't pass because the citizens made the decision and we have to look at what we did. Did we get the right information out? It's about informed choice and getting the choice out there, and uh, or getting the information out there. And if we get the information out there, uh, people show up to vote, and and they support schools. Schools are usually the largest employer in any town, mm-hmm. and a lot of people say senior citizens they don't vote for schools. That's not true. Seniors are big supporters of schools. Based on
0: today's challenging K through twelve economic climate, uh, Mark Rosecrans. How can school districts afford these services?
1: Well, these services, the way the request for proposal is written, CM, architect, engineering uh, services, uh, as well as tech consultants, none of those payments go to those organizations until the uh, proposal is passed by your community. How do districts bounce back after a loss? Ultimately, you have to regroup. You have to analyze and assess the results. We have also gone back and surveyed our community. A lot of times that results in some scope adjustment. You know, one of the things we have really learned is um, it's all about communication and relationships. If you're uh, getting your message out and your message is understood and you get you know, your larger community uh, supporting it, but more importantly, your parents. Uh, how does it impact their student, their children? That's the big difference maker right there. And I would just say, you know, for Charlotte uh, specifically, we recognize that a strong school district equals a strong community. Mm-hmm.
2: And when you lose, let's say at the polls and you don't win at the polls, then it's the job of the district to go back and talk to some of those no's and find out what it was that they actually didn't like. And usually when you do that, you'll something profound will come back. We didn't like the idea that you were going to do this to this. And we didn't think this was really something, this wasn't really a need. This was really a want. And usually the district will come back and say, we heard you. And when you come back again, the people appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And I will just say what we have learned is that our community likes choice. They don't necessarily like a one single item. They like uh, items divided up so they can decide, yeah, I support something athletically or yes, I support something with the fine arts. So providing them the choice has been beneficial for us.
0: When's the best time for a district to contact
2: Granger for bond services advice, Ed?
1: Well, I think they Mark's working now well,
2: you know, well in advance of uh, November of 2018, and he's talking about them coming in to do assessments. And it's best when the architect and the construction company is hired at the same time so that we're not making independent decisions that we have to go back and change later on. And uh, Mark's doing that. He's bringing them both in at the same time right now. And the best time is when the district thinks is the best time. And, And he feels that he needs this lead time to go over everything and look at everything but the public needs and They want all information. What are you going to do and why are you going to do it? And that takes time. I think a year for the district. And then as far as organizing the communication campaign, that's got to start four months in advance of of the campaign.
1: Yeah. I would just add from my perspective, this is a partnership with architect, engineer, the school district, and the construction manager. And the campaign is just one aspect. Once it passes, the real work, and uh, everything needs to come together. You have to deliver what you said you were going to do mm-hmm. for your community.
2: Yeah, the bottom line again, Mark, is that we we allow them to make an informed choice. And a lot of times we'll get the question as the campaign's going on, well, you know, uh, Mr. Rosecrans, if you if the school district does this and we pass this bond, can we be pretty much assured that you're not going to come back for five or six years? Or mm-hmm. And the answer is no. What they can be assured of is that they'll get all the information— Same process will take place again. They'll get all the information to make a decision, and it will be their decision. Mm -hmm. And they'll have the final say whether or not to move forward or not. It's not necessarily based on we're not coming back for X number of years. We're going to come back when it's in the very best interest of the students and the parents and the community. We've
0: been learning about Granger Construction's unique service that helps school districts pass school bond proposals. They've enjoyed quite a record of success in this area for a number of years. Our guests have been Ed Gillespie of Granger Construction and Mark Rosecrans, superintendent of Charlotte Public Schools. Learn more by calling Granger Construction in Lansing at 517-393-1670 or learn more at GrangerConstruction.com. I'm Mark Bayshore for Granger Construction, Advance the Art of Building.